The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? That's right. It is the first of the month. I lose track sometimes. I had to look at my phone today. I go, that's right. It's December. Remember when you were a kid? You go, like, 25 days, man. I'm freaking out. Um, that's not what I'm doing now. But I don't have a – speaking of trees, uh, I'm monitoring Christmas trees outside of head coaches' houses. Jimbo Fisher update. That's how I started, I think, about 10 minutes ago. Literally 30 seconds ago, I put down my phone to monitor the latest story on the Tennessee football saga, which I could lead the show with. I could lead every single hour with. I will not do that. I will get to it in 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, Curry, AD, out. What does this mean? A political, a military coup, perhaps, with Philip Fulmer. The payback in this story is awesome. This is a movie now. I mean, you know, I hate that cliche of, oh, if you brought it to Hollywood, they never even believe the script. Okay, well, you know, they also did a movie about Transformers. So I think... um I think a lot of the stuff actually does, they, they green light a lot of the stuff, so don't worry about it. So I could start with Tennessee. I'm not. Tiger is back, folks. Tiger Woods monitoring that. Rosilla Show, it's ESPN Radio. Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. The reason I bring up the Christmas tree is that, yes, Jimbo Fisher right now, there is a picture of his front lawn where his Christmas tree is put outside with garbage. So either that tree just wasn't going to cut it, or we could be waiting on something a lot bigger where it feels like everybody thinks Jimbo's headed to Texas A&M to go work with an AD that he knew at LSU. And we have that one. So we have all of this stuff that we have to monitor. But I want to start with the college football conference championship games. I want to talk about the committee. And I want to talk about why in life and something that I've hit on before that we all kind of think the things are stacked against us. Now, I'd like to be more positive, And it's great. I love positive thinkers. Sometimes I think they're just detached from reality. Because I feel like life a lot of times is set up to kind of jam you up, man. Now, it's great if you can trust your family, your friends, your wife, you hope. But there's just a lot of stuff along the way that's kind of set up for us to go, oh, man, this again. And I'll get to some of these things. But I remember, and I've told this story, I think, twice before. And I, I can't keep track of this stuff. I have Saruti around for that. But there was a time when I was talking to a bunch of different television writers and you know, they'd say, you know, a lot of times you got to do with those shows on, those sitcoms, those shows that are on late at night, you got to have the characters win. All right? So Kevin can wait. Or what was it before? King of Queens? I think it's kind of the same show, right? So, all right, he's he's working for UPS. He's getting your packages to you. He's hoping to get them on time. Something's wrong with a truck. Maybe a friend gets laid off. There's something going on with a family. At the end of the 30 minutes, Kevin wins. Kevin wins. And that's what people want in life. They want wins. And that's why every single fan base, every college football fan base, we love all of you, even though you're all crazy. The reason why I have a job, because you care about this stuff so much. And the reason I like my job is because I care about this stuff so much, even though I went to Vermont, we don't have a team. But you just think at some point, especially because it's not a computer anymore, that it's a committee and we're in year four of this stuff, that they're just going to screw you over. They're not going to understand your team as well as you understand your team. Now, you may have a moment deep down, say if you're an Ohio State fan, where you go, I don't know if we're that good, but damn if I'm going to concede to Alabama fans. Like, yeah, I know we got two losses, but you guys don't even leave the state. 
And Alabama's like, okay, fine, but we play neutral site games against really te- good teams all the time. Then Ohio State's like, whatever. We've been to USC. We've been to Cal. We've been to Miami. We went to Oklahoma, and that's why we lost. We shouldn't even have done that thing. So you're worried if you're the Ohio State fan, and I may pick Wisconsin, by the way, just for the hell of it later in the show today, but if you're an Ohio State fan, you're going to go, we won the Big Ten, and we went to go play Oklahoma, and please understand us a little bit more. And if you get left out, it's not going to be because your team has two losses and maybe your quarterback looks really inconsistent except for that time against Penn State. You're not going to admit to any of the stuff that may be true about your team but you're just going to feel like you got screwed over if somebody else gets in there. And that is life. If you ask Kirby Hocutt, who we have on every week, and we try to figure out how they put this thing together, and the only thing I've learned in interviewing him and then Jeff Long prior to him every week in this slot for three, now four years, is that they're never going to be locked into anything. They're never going to tell you, this is exactly how we feel about this team, and this is a criteria that will carry over year after year. It changes all the time, and because it's a committee and you don't like it, you don't trust it because you just don't trust life, you start thinking, you guys are just its a moving target. You're making it up all along. Okay, so let's talk to Kirby. Kirby, what do conference championships mean? Conference championships are are hard to win. What about head-to-head? At this point in the season, that head-to-head matchup uh, is important to the selection committee and will continue to be important to the selection committee. How often do things change? It's uh, week-to-week things change uh, within this game. What do you look at, though? We look at uh, everything from the performance on the field that we're watching these games each and every week to strength of schedule uh, to quality wins. And then the losses uh, do come into discussion. Okay, so we learn nothing. All right, four questions, four bites, and I'm not knocking Kirby. I like him a lot, but he has a job, and his job, first and foremost, is never to be locked down to any criteria because guess what? The criteria changes every year. It's not, hey, we have two losses and we're a conference champ. It is... How does that stack up in 2017, not 2015, not 2016? But I still always feel like when we hear this from you, is it's not reality of is your team good or not. It's are we going to get screwed because I feel like every day we're walking around this country going, how can I avoid it? You go to a hotel. You go to check out. What's the $70 fee for parking? Oh, sir, it's $35 a night. Yeah, I didn't have a car. My mistake. You know how many times I've looked at that now and then thought, I need to start checking this a little bit more. You get a new credit card. What's this bill for 40 bucks a month? Oh, that's complimentary enrollment into credit monitoring. What's complimentary about 40 bucks a month? I didn't sign up for that. Yeah, you had to tell us at the beginning. Yeah, I'm telling you at the beginning I didn't want this. Oh, sir, well, we're sorry. We've already charged you. This is the kind of stuff that happens to us, so we get freaked out about the little things because the big thing that matters is what's going to happen this weekend and whether or not a committee likes your team more than the other teams that are in the mix for the playoff. My all-time favorite is the sandwich check. I get screwed on the sandwich at least 50% of the time. I'm a little fussier. I don't care. I'm paying for it. And if I don't want mayo, I don't want mayo. So the other day, this past weekend, shop I really like. Make a good sandwich. I don't trust them, though. I think all the kids are hungover when they're making sandwiches the next day because I can tell. I want no cheese. I want no mayo. I order my sandwich that way. I'll tell you what I've done before. I bagged it up, left a tip, headed home. Open it up, mail everywhere. I'm chucking it. I'm not getting back in the car. And I go through a really weird freak out for about 20 minutes where I am super mad, way too mad, unhealthy mad. But I do it. And I do it every time they screw up my sandwich. And it makes me more mad than it should. So this time, I opened up the sandwich in front of the server and I checked to make sure there was no cheese, no mail. And she looked at me and she goes, What are you doing? I go, I'm sorry. 
I don't trust you. And I think that's kind of what life is about. And I think that's kind of what college football is about. And that's exactly what's happening with eight, maybe nine of you teams right now, nine of you fan bases where you're going, if my team wins and they're not one of the projected four now, can I trust the committee to hook me up here? Or am I expecting to get screwed? I think most of you just walk around expecting to get screwed. Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Philip Fulmer is back, folks. So is Tiger. It is back, folks. So he apparently is calling the shots on this whole deal. And this could be one of the all-time paybacks from something from 10 years ago. The latest on the Tennessee search. And the rules when it comes to trying to figure out the best fit for your college. The Rosillo Show, it's ESPN Radio and ESPN News. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how GEICO not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to GEICO is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. I'm not doing this to try to seem cool, uh, but I want him to be honest. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can, but I, I already kind of know where this is going, so I probably wouldn't be brave enough to just ask you without presenting. So I'll get to this whole thing. This is all going to be about Tennessee. Okay, this is all going to be about Tennessee. It's not going to be fun for Vols fans, but I'm not going to do the "you're the worst, you're the worst, you're the worst" for eight straight minutes because you can get that anywhere else. And I'm not even saying that people are necessarily wrong for knocking what Tennessee is doing right now. I don't have, I don't have that segment. I don't have that. Hey, actually, everyone, this is what you're missing. And this is why the Tennessee thing is awesome, because it isn't. The Rosillo Show here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. More independent agents sell Progressive Insurance than any other brand. Find an agent at Progressive.com. Now that's Progressive. Okay, so you and I have worked together for a long time, producing the show now uh, for a bit. And would you say that off the air, there's stuff that I tell you as we're just talking about stuff that's going on in sports, and it's usually college football stuff, but mostly NBA, so it's usually just those two sports, that sometimes there's some stuff that's like really like, hey, man, this is what I'm hearing is going on right now. And I don't always get to share it on the air because, again, I'm not really a reporter, and I won't do it unless I know. All the time. Like cool stuff, right? Yeah. So you that we can't ever repeat. That, that I can't ever repeat, okay? Because it'll be, it'll be something where I go, hey, eventually this may happen. We're trying to figure out segments around it, but I can't just come flat out and say, the Warriors are going to get Durant, all right? The best is when you know something, the staff knows something, 
but whoever's co-hosting that day does not know that fact going into the show. That's not a great spot for them to be. Yeah, in. no, it's, some, it's happened a few times. It does. And it's like, do you tell them what Ryan knows, or do you just kind of let it happen? Usually, well, I just let it happen because I don't want to ruin their take. But then I won't be a jerk. I don't think I'm like sometimes I can be a jerk about it. All right, so let's not. I can't be lying to myself here and lying to the audience. But you go, mm, not sure that's what's happening there. You know, but there are times where I'll say something, and I'm saying it because I think that this is sort of what's going to happen. All right, so the whole point, this long-winded deal here, I'm sorry, is that throughout the week, I've gotten text about three different coaches now, three different coaches at Tennessee. So we know what happened with Shiano, okay? Disaster. No way around it, disaster. I'm still convinced most of you just didn't want Shiano because it was Shiano, but we can debate that one. But that one's so old, man. That's five days ago. No one even cares about that one anymore. Gundy, we're getting him. Nope, he's getting raised. Cutcliffe, does he want up? Nope, wants to stay at Duke. Mullen, did you really want him? Did he really want to? No, I mean, he wanted to go to Florida. Florida wanted him after a time Florida didn't want him. Jeff Brom, okay, Jeff Brom, done. Done deal. Jeff Brom, nope. Dave Doran, okay, now it's a done deal. Now it's a done deal. Nope. And the story today is that John Curry went out to the West Coast, the AD for Tennessee, came to an agreement with Washington State's Mike Leach and if Bruce Feldman is tweeting stuff and telling you about what Mike Leach might be doing or thinking about, then it's true, okay? Nobody knows Leach better than Bruce Feldman. He says, Leach, Curry, agree to something. Curry's like, hey, good, let me head back to Tennessee. And Tennessee's no, 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 come back so we can fire you as the athletic director nine months after you got the job because we actually don't want Mike Leach and we don't want him back here. I've been told that it's a booster. I've been told that it's an alum. I've been told it was Curry. Whatever that group is, I don't know what that group is anymore. But a lot of this appears to be, based on stuff you're hearing and now reading about it, so it's not like you're just getting this from me, is that Philip Fulmer, the legendary coach, national championship from 92 to 2008, that he is behind all of this. That he still is so upset about being fired after 2008. And Curry, who it's not like he's new to Knoxville here, was on this staff, was part of it, and apparently was an advisor to the AD that moved on from Fulmer, that this is this massive circular power play where Fulmer's getting his way, and now people think he's going to be the AD. I'm sure some people have written that, so I'm not being completely irresponsible. And that Kevin Steele, who's the D coordinator at Auburn, could end up getting this gig, a guy that played linebacker at Tennessee. So, yeah, I could make that list of people that turn this down even longer to prove my point, but sometimes it's like, stop. Stop hitting him. He's out. He's out. We don't. I don't need to give you five more names of coaches that could be done here. But I think what I'd ask Tennessee fans is this. How many of you were truly upset when Philip Fulmer was fired after 2008? Because you got to look at what happened to Fulmer. Fulmer, double-digit wins every season from 93, excuse me, um, Every season from, two, yeah, 95 all the way, I don't know, it was like 10, 11, 13 wins, 13-0 season, 11-2, 10-3, 10-3. He has a preseason ranking in 2005 of three, and they go 5-6. and six, Then he goes 9-4. and four, Then he goes 10-4, and four, wins a bowl game, and then he's 5-7, and seven, and he's out in 2008. And I guarantee you most of you Vols fans that like want him back and want him back in charge were totally fine with him moving on because Philip Fulmer wasn't being judged against whether or not he's a good coach, he was being judged against peak Philip Fulmer. And he basically was canned because of two bad years out of four. And now is he somebody that is so powerful now that he can have Curry fired? 
that this group back in Knoxville didn't want Curry calling the shots anymore. Then why is he on a plane talking to Mike Leach? Like, if you didn't want him to go out there, is he going out there by himself? Is he fired because he went out there by himself? I mean, this whole thing is insane. If there's a rule for college football coaches, it's pretty simple. You got to win in that last year. Like, think how many of you Vols fans would want Dave Dorn after it looked like he was going to be fired after going, what, seven and six back to back years at NC State? Like, some people thought he wasn't going to stick around for another year at NC State. He does. They have a good year, not great, maybe even a little disappointing based on their talent. And now you want him? And now you don't even get him. All right, we got breaking news here. Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. So I had more on that, and I'm not going to do it right now um, because this is from ESPN.com's Mark Schlebaugh. Story up on ESPN.com right now. Florida State head coach Jimbo Fisher has resigned and will be named the new coach at Texas A&M. Sources telling our Mark Schlebaugh that one. He will not coach in tomorrow's game against Louisiana Monroe. Remember that game postponed because of weather, so they actually have a last regular season game. So again, Jimbo Fisher out. We saw the Christmas tree on the front lawn right before the show started. We made a joke about the Christmas tree. I guess that means the Christmas tree was a great tell here. A lot of people thought this would happen. It seemed like more and more people from Florida State wanted him to make his decision before this game Saturday. They were sick of this thing being dragged out. They had to go through it with him in LSU. So we'll have more on this. David Pollock on the Jimbo move. Everything that's happened with Tennessee, his picks for the conference championship games. Again, breaking news. Jimbo Fisher out, headed to AM. The Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources Director Fernando Pino has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's completely crushing it. He even has his own hype song. Supporting our entire workforce, everyone has different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Motivating and engaging our people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. I'm on the top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top, top, I'm gonna rise up. I'm on the top. The day started, the show started with more about Tennessee, their athletic director out, Philip Fulmer in play here, all sorts of stuff going on there, trying to bring back former Vols. But then just moments ago, Mark Schlebaugh, ESPN.com, reporting Jimbo Fisher resigning as head coach of Florida State, expected to take the job at Texas A&M, so that leaves Florida State with a hole. And there's all sorts of stuff coming out of Tallahassee now where players were saying they were going to transfer if Jimbo even came back. But this has been kind of a longer saga with Jimbo and Florida State going back to the LSU flirtation a couple years ago. The Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, all three hours of ESPN News. Vilma's going to be stopping by here very shortly. We have David Pollock at College Game Day and the Shell Penzo Performance Line. So let's just start with the latest thing here. I can't ask you how much of a surprise. I don't think it's a huge surprise here. But what do you think led Jimbo to leave a place like Tallahassee to go to A&M? Well, I, I think it's a surprise for people that aren't in this business because I think you look at the job and you look at where he's been. And yeah. Jimbo's been there obviously succeeding vowed and, and done such a great job. I mean, eight top 25 finishes, four top tens. I mean, it's just 
it's been amazing and everything looks great, but there's been a back and forth with him and the administration. And, you know, you see this year where, you know, they lost and it's been a bad season and you hear, you know, fans being aggressive towards him. You could, you could tell Ryan, it rattled him. He got, he got upset at one point and, you know, you could hear him yelling back on a, on a, on a, on a video that was, that was captured. So I think there's that, um, you know, there's, there's the, there's the people in Florida state that have been watching the games that, they feel like the defensive coordinator should be gone. They feel like the offensive line coach has struggled for several years and that changes needed to be made. Here's the thing. In the end, Jimbo Fisher is going to get paid a shoot ton of money. I mean, he's going to make a ton of money. He's going to get a long contract. And, Ryan, his clock starts over now. You know, if, if he goes to A&M and he has a bad season, it's okay. He's building a program. You know, FSU, he's gotten that to a point where – there's high expectations, and he has to perform at a high level. And, you know, now he gets paid. He gets a fresh start. He gets to start a new ball game. He's in the third quarter at FSU. Now he's in the first quarter at A&M and gets to go try to rebuild something. So that's what I think was behind the decision for him to do it. This is kind of throwing a bunch of things at you, though, in that, yeah, you're right. Those of us that pay a lot of attention to it, this is not a huge surprise. But you go, okay, well, who's right in this? Is Jimbo right to complain about facilities? Is Jimbo right to be frustrated with a fan base that's frustrated with him after he wins the national championship, plays in the playoff after that, and you're like, okay, I lose my starting quarterback? And, yeah, I know my O-line wasn't great, but we're always a top destination for recruits. So, like, what do you guys think's going on here? Like, I can't have one bad year? Or is Florida State right going, hey, you flirted with LSU, you almost bailed, maybe if you got more money for your staff, you would have gone. We're sick of you complaining about facilities. We're doing fine. Yeah. Like, I can't figure out whose side to take. Well, I mean, is is it's it's pretty simple to me. Who's who's got more to to lose? I mean, Jimbo's going to get a job tomorrow. Florida State, you're talking about taking over for Bowden and making that job and, and doing that successfully. Who could have done that? Won a national title, has dominated. I mean, you look at his his record in uh, ACC play. I think it's the best in in ACC history. You know, I mean, he's just he's done a great job. And um, over the tenure, it's his best since he's been there. So, I mean, you just. You look at um, – if, if I'm Florida State, I wouldn't have wanted to lose him because I know exactly what I get. Now, listen, I'm really curious to see, Ryan, how he evolves now because when you're at FSU and you got the best talent in the division or you and Clemson clearly have the best talent, I was curious to me why they didn't run more no huddle because you've got talent and you've got depth. You know, talent and depth together makes you better than everybody else in your conference you're playing against. So um, I'd like to see him evolve maybe in that aspect. But Jimbo's a great coach, and if you're FSU, you just go off the national championship coach. So I don't think that's good for you. Yeah, but if you're at A&M and you can hold opponents under 30, I think that fan base would just be relieved every Saturday. What do you, what do you, think, what do you think Florida State does here? I'll give, you, I'll give you a name that I think they'll – I'll give you a couple names. I think Willie Taggart will be a guy that will be named. Um, you know, obviously the Florida connection, you know, I think that'll be a guy that could, could come back to Florida and have a lot of success. You've seen him. He went to Oregon, had success. Now it's one year. And, you know, if I was a coach, obviously I'd have a hard time going to a program for one year and then leaving because um, it kind of shows a little something about me and, you know, not willing to stick it out. I, I mean, I, I think that's something that I would consider not doing. Uh, another name, that's a guy that's been there for one year is Charlie Strong. Again, Florida ties, um, knows how to recruit the state. Obviously both those guys, are really good coaches, so I think those those are two names to keep on the radar for Florida State. Uh, I would agree with you. I, I think both. I wouldn't have a problem with either one of those names. And if I'm a Florida State fan, I don't think you can get too bogged down in the Texas thing and be like, "Oh, well, Charlie didn't work at Texas." Even though Willie Staff has so many Florida ties in that one year, they've done a job up uh, in Eugene. We got David Pollock yep. from Game Day, the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio. Is Phil is Philip Fulmer getting back at everybody that got him out of there almost ten years ago? <laughs> Um, it's definitely interesting, man. I mean, you, 
you start seeing this and, and you, you, you wonder, Ryan, when's it going to end? And, you know, listen, it's, it's uh, the day and age we live in where, you know, social media is going to poke fun and we all, we're all going to do that. And we're going to say who's, who's turned down the Tennessee job today. And now it's just got to a point where you just think what on earth is going on. And, um, you know, they're going to have to get this fixed. If, if I was them, I would take my time. I'm not, I mean, at this point, what they have, what they have to lose. I mean, you got to make sure you, you get a good coach and the right guy, but there's definitely some interesting things going on with, you know, now the AD being fired and that AD going out West and not telling people about what he's doing. And, you know, when you're talking about a guy that listened to the cries about Greg Schiano and how they were upset and listened to the fans and then trying to keep other stuff away from the fans. So it doesn't look bad for Tennessee. And that's going to be, you know, kind of what gets you fired. It's, dude, that's interesting. It, it's, it's obviously not a good situation right now. They're going to have to get this thing fixed quick. Can we do, even though when we originally booked you, we want to do all the conference championship games, can we do the ones that matter here? Can we go rapid fire? Let's do it, dog. Okay. Uh, Stanford, USC tonight. Um, I like Stanford tonight. Um, you know, listen, they, they, they're, Costello has brought a different element to this offense, How and they're him? a lot better. How he, much, he's he's so much better. The beginning of the year, I feel like there's so many Stanford quarterbacks, David, where I go, well, this isn't going to work. And then Kevin Hogan ends up in the NFL. So I, I'm yeah. <laughs> these guys are incredible how they develop in one year. Yeah, but, yeah, but okay, Ryan, I, I agree with that. But what the heck, why wasn't this guy playing earlier? True. That's my question. I mean, they're they, they not even near the team they used to be. And, listen, they're, they're lacking weapons. And defensively, they're missing playmakers. But Bryce, and, and Bryce Love, the season he's had, if you didn't realize how valuable he was, when he left and, and that offense you saw it run flat and then you saw him come back, he's so dynamic. I wish he was fully healthy and could continue to run like he wants to. He's not even practicing, but dude's out there gritting it out and still one of the best players in college football. But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good shootout, though. Okay, TCU-Oklahoma, the rematch. Dude, first of all, Ryan, how fun would this be if TCU won? I mean, just for I'm talking about for playoff stakes. Um, Sunday, we need something to talk about, bro. We can't have chalk win this week. I mean, we, we just we got like 16 hours of TV that we're going to need some drama. How how curious or how interesting would it be if, T, if TCU pulled this off? And now you start talking about playoff resumes. Now you got two lost TCU who lost to Oklahoma and Iowa State, and you got two lost Oklahoma who lost to TCU and Iowa State. But the difference would be at a conference, you know, Oklahoma or a beat an Ohio State team on their field convincingly. And then you, and you got two loss Oklahoma versus two loss Ohio State. So this game has a lot of effect on it. I, I listen and, and talk to, you listen to Gary Patterson, you talk about Baker Mayfield, and I don't know that they have answers for him, but I know one thing Kenny Hill better play great. They better run the football and keep the ball away from Baker Mayfield because last time it was bad. It was embarrassing. So that sounds like the Sooners again. Yeah. Okay, all right. Three more. Are we going to run through these SEC rematch, Georgia-Auburn? You know what? I can draw up some great plays, Ryan, and I can look really good when I got the pen in my hand. But the bottom line is if you can't block the guys in front of you, if you can't get off blocks, how do you win the game? And, and that's how does, Georgia, how does Georgia win the line of scrimmage? Because they got dominated so bad in that first matchup. Now, listen, they had self-inflicted wounds and mistakes. And here's the thing. We don't know about on Johnson. And the reason this is even more significant, because Martin, his backup, was dinged up. Petway's already out. So you're yeah. talking about going from one of the best running backs in college football to maybe a, a four-string guy. That's a huge drop-off. So that evens it out. Um, Georgia was in a position where they were number one, and everybody was patting them on the back. So I think this will be actually a really, really, really competitive game. But I give the advantage to Auburn because offensive and defensive lines and the quarterback spot, they have the advantage. 
Okay, two more. Miami, Clemson. Clemson. And listen, I turn the tape on with Miami, and I'm like, man, that team's really good. Then you turn the tape on the next quarter, and you're like, that team is horrible. I mean, it's just there's, there's too much inconsistency. Rozier throwing the deep ball um, has been so up and down, and you're going to have to hit deep balls against Clemson's aggressive defense. Listen, the only way they stay in it, Kelly Bryant is not a you know, consistent passer all the time. And I can see the offense sputtering a little bit for Clemson. But let me tell you something. What have we seen from Clemson? When it's a game that really matters and it's a championship game and it's prime time, um, it, it, it's, not, it's not, not the Pitts of the world and not the Syracuse of the world. When it's big-time championship go time with Dabble and them, I trust them full, full wholeheartedly. Last one, Big Ten, Ohio State-Wisconsin. I would say this one I feel the least confident about with all of them because I think Wisconsin is one of the most consistent teams in the country, and I love what Jim Leonard has done defensively. I love it. I absolutely love the way they disguise pre, uh, pre-snap and confuse quarterbacks. And, you know, this will be harder with, without tempo, but here's the thing with Ohio State. They're up, they're down, they're very inconsistent. JT Barrett, when he's in there, again, it's his legs that they count on most. He's getting, he did have surgery on Sunday. I mean, how much is he going to give you? I think you're going to see Haskins more. And, by the way, the offense looks plenty good with him at QB. I think the Buckeyes are a lot more talented. But I do like Wisconsin, and they got something going this year. And, and Ohio State's linebackers, they, they drive you crazy when you watch them on tape. Very undisciplined, very unsound. Eyes get going where they're not supposed to be. You, you talk about this power run game and multiple gaps to have to fill. I think they might struggle, and, and I think Wisconsin's got a really good chance to knock them off, and I, I guess I'll go from, for, you know what, for the ranking show purposes, I need, I need Wisconsin to lose, so we'll go Ohio State. How about that? Sounds good. The inconsistency, though, of Ohio State, like this is the one where I go, if they win 40-10, to 10, I'm not going to be surprised, and if J.D. doesn't play well, and I'm not even talking about post-surgery here in Wisconsin with that defense, red zone, all that stuff, and they win. I actually, I don't think I'm going to be surprised about either one. So I'm still not sure. I got to pick that one. Who later. would you, who would you put in, Ryan? Bama or Ohio State? If it was down to those two teams for the four spot, there's no way with an extra loss, even with a conference championship, but 55 at Kinnick. There's no way I'm putting that team in over Alabama. If Alabama was as bad as everybody who makes the anti-Alabama argument wants to make, they wouldn't have been 11 and 0. Yep, I agree. And you know what's interesting is when we talk about injuries, and the committee looks at that stuff realistically. Alabama's got four weeks, and they'll get both their outside backers back to full strength by the time they're in bowl season. And the best time we saw their defense was week one, and that would be very interesting to see them if they got a chance to get in the playoff. Yeah, because those guys week one were awesome, and I think people even <laughs> forgot about them. All right, David, enjoy tomorrow, all right, man? All right, bud. Thank you, bud. David Pollock again in the Shell Pennzoil for Florence Line. Jimbo's out, so what better way to talk about Florida State than with a firm – well, I can't even call him a former Hurricane – Vilma. In studio, the rest of the show, Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. We haven't even gotten to the games yet. Jonathan Vilma is now with me for the rest of the show. Turnover chain. Well, that's a turnover chain hoodie. Turnover chain hoodie. We got a microphone in front of you if you want to use oh, that. Oh, yeah. 
How relaxed are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Got a turnover chain. You want to know why? I was leaning back to you pop were, up my shoes. That's why. I thought so, you were bringing me a pair of those. Uh, if we win, if we win. Okay, what, what does that have to do? I don't have. <laughs> I don't to know. Do Just had to say something. All right, all right. I got you. So we'll do the picks <laughs> for all of these games. So Vilma yeah. for the next two plus hours. And if any of you caught Vilma and Brewski just talking football a couple weeks ago, we're mm. going to try to recreate that magic. But I'm not quite sure what the topic is. So I got to figure that out and then shut up. But the topic as of right now is Knoxville story B, and they may be happy about that because story A. Florida State, Jimbo Fisher resigning moments ago. It's up on ESPN.com. Mark Schlebaugh has that story. He's going to join us in less than 10 minutes Mm. as he just reported that. So your thoughts on Jimbo being out? Perplexed. Uh, He leaves what I believe to be one of the top-tier programs. Um, He was one of the big three, part of a school, one of the big three in Florida. He could get the talent. He was getting the talent. He would come down to Miami. We were hating that he was getting guys from Miami. Uh, he had won national titles in the BCS game, in the ACC championship game. I mean, everything was there for him. So uh, I'm surprised because you look at what's at Texas A&M, and not that Texas A&M uh, has anything bad. It's just not on a Florida State level. And when you've taken the time to build the bro- program to what it is at Florida State, do you really want to do that all over again at Texas A&M? And there are no guarantees, by the way. Texas A&M has Texas to compete with, the rest of the SEC West to compete with, you know that there's going to be undue pressure from the fans and the boosters to win. I, I don't know, man. I'm perplexed. Uh, it's a head-scratcher for me. So you wouldn't do it because the Florida State job is better. You see the Florida State job better than the A&M job. From the outside looking in, yeah. yes. Yeah, like I don't think any of us have ever done, and let's say we do this five, ten years long, right. of of giving me your destination programs. I think Florida State's always higher on that list than A&M. The A&M fan, the SEC guy will tell you, and it's not because of the SEC, it's because of the boosters, the money they put into it. Right. That they paid Sumlin and they paid him again and gave him an even better yeah, contract. but that doesn't give, clearly, that doesn't equate to victories. No, but they'll take Houston, money, like resources, facilities, because Jimbo was complaining about facilities now for how long down in Tallahassee? I, I hear that. The the facilities, by the way, when we won the national title, facilities were terrible. And what for you guys in for Miami? Miami? Facilities were terrible. Yeah, but did anybody care back then? That's my point. It, it the play it's the players. The players that you bring in, if you want to make facilities an issue, then yeah, the players are gonna look and, and sit there and worry about that. But if you want guys that just want to go diehard Florida State Knowles from the Pensacola, yeah, Tallahassee right. area, they're going to Florida State. Grew up on Florida State football, they watch the titles, they watch the ACC dominance, they're going there. How bad <laughs> How bad were the Miami facilities? Because I don't think we talked about facilities as much yeah. 10, 15 years ago. I mean, maybe 10. Let's let's go 15 or longer. Um, but now I feel like college football makes so much money and yeah. trying to find more ways of never filtering it, much of it back to the player. They'll go, how can we keep spending it on that's, other things? That's another story. Right, that right, is. That's, so a, wanna, that's another topic. I don't want to derail things. But yeah. we're going to get back to this at the top, so I don't, I don't, I can't get a long answer for you here from the heart out, but – you didn't care. You didn't care about it at all because it was the you. No, exactly. Not not only me. It was myself and eighty ninety other guys. guys. <laughs> well, that, the fifty guys that went yeah. to NFL and the eighty ninety guys that were there. Best facilities that you visited when you recruited. Uh, Miami. Did you, was that the only place you visited? Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not. That's I'm my not point. That, any of it, I have a very jaded. Uh, perception about recruiting and going to colleges and all that. Okay, Florida State. Mark Schleyball has a story. Jimbo out. The reasons and what's up next for the Seminoles at head coaching position. All right, the Rosilla Show brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try it for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Russ, R-U-S-S. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Russ.
Schleyball has the stories, our picks on all the conference championship games with Vilma, the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio.